What's going on, everybody? We got a good one for you this week. I just got the studio all put back together because we took it on the road this week. That's right. We got another remote episode for you guys. Number 115 is going to be coming at you from Springfield, Illinois. It was the Illinois S3D8 State Championship shoot this past weekend on Saturday. We went up there. We got to talk to Stephen Groom, who runs the S3DA. We got to talk to a couple of great coaches from Alney and from Rin Lake College about the sport of archery, what it means to the kids, just getting them involved in stuff, all the opportunities that are out there with it. We covered all of that stuff and the importance of practicing archery for you guys that are just hunters, even if you're not doing competition shoots or anything like that. It was a really good episode. We had some great conversations with these guys. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So stay tuned for all of that on episode 115. This is the Rich Hunter Outdoors podcast. All right, we're here at the Illinois S3DA State Championship shoot up in Springfield, Illinois at the fairgrounds in the Orr Building. I was just talking to Steven that runs the place. They've got 174 shooters this year, so it is a packed house. they got, I don't know exactly all age groups. We're going to talk to him and hopefully and maybe a couple coaches or something. We'll get all the details on everything, but I think it's going to be a good day for them. It's going to be a good shoot, looks like. They've got a nice facility here. It is a little bit echoey, so if you can hear a little bit of stuff, I apologize for that. But Just a little. Just a I little. think it'll be good. Um, tons of kids here shooting, which you like to see. So, yeah. good I, to get I them out really here. I really like the natural light. There's a lot of natural light coming in this building. It really I think it really looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good setting for the, for the shoot. And I know Stephen was telling me that the S3DA, or the shooting at least, started in the southern part of the state. So, they're trying to branch it out farther across the state obviously and he said being up here was a important part of that and it's helping them out as far as that goes so i think he said this is a second year and again we'll talk to him and get more details on this but second year it's been up here so they're just trying to grow the sport and kind of grow s3da itself as far as getting it you know from one side of the state to the other so obviously with growing the sport of archery that potentially helps grow in the hunting i don't know that probably works both ways there's probably kids that are introduced to hunting that get into archery there are probably kids that are introduced to archery that get into hunting but it's i think it's a definitely a benefit to one another to have these obviously we talk about all the time the importance of getting the youth started in hunting to keep it where it needs to be because they're eventually gonna be the ones we pass it on to the sport to not let it to not let it be taken away from us for lack of a better term because there's i mean we talk about it all the time there's a lot of legislation that it still seems a long ways off, but like you could see the ball roll in that direction, um, whether that be firearm legislation, whether that be just game regulations, uh, anything like that, seasons and stuff like that. They're already in certain parts of the country. They're taking away seasons and stuff. They're trying to get herds back up and populations back up with that, but also it's, it's hard. Step. It's a step. If, if the wrong people get in charge before the season's reintroduced or the wrong people get the wrong influence then it's hard to ever get that kind of stuff back so it's important to have the kids started in it to grow the sport both sports that way we always have it um, and we can enjoy the resources that we do have but one thing I wanted to talk about today is the the shooting and we'll get into it a little bit too I think we're going to talk to Steven here in a minute but since we're at an archery shoot 
since it is the offseason, just the importance of getting out there and shooting your bow. Like, I think a lot of guys, you could take a couple months off or whatever, but, man, when it gets to warming up and it's nice outside, if you don't have a place to shoot inside, you got to keep shooting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like anything else. Yeah, Just it's like, like the the game time guys, you know, that say they don't need to practice or whatever, but they'll be ready to go when, when that buck's in front of them. That's not how it works. No, not normally. Especially with compound archery. A crossbow, you still need to practice, yes. You can have a lot more room for error. You can get away with a lot more there. But if you're shooting compound bow or especially traditional, you need to be out there practicing. So I think we'll talk about that a little bit today. But we're going to get Steven on here in a minute and talk to him about everything that's going on, and then we'll get into some more of that. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, Rodney Hawkins is a guy you need to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They do residential properties, but they also do a ton of recreational property sales as well. Rodney himself sold over $7 million worth of properties last year alone. They've got agents like him all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, what might be available, or even getting your property listed if you're looking to get rid of one and maybe get into something else, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors that currently has products from Radix Hunting, Tat Cam Trail Cameras, Camo Dust, and he's adding new stuff all the time. So if you're interested in any of that, Go over to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. Email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. All right, so we got Steven on here with us. Tell us a little bit about the event. I know I kind of mentioned just a minute ago, like you were telling me, it's kind of important that you guys are having it up here further north because you're trying to grow S3DA and archery in itself across the state. But just tell us a little bit about the state shoot and what we got going on here today. Yeah, so this is our, uh, oh, I'm going to be wrong on this. I believe it's our eighth <laughs> year. So this is our indoor state tournament. We've got 174 shooters here today. And it did originate out of the south, um, the White the White County, Carmi area down there okay. in southern Illinois. And it grew pretty quick up there. Um, two years ago, I took over. And I relocated the state indoor event, which is where we're at today, up here to Springfield, Illinois, um, in hopes to grow the central and the northern area. And it has. We've got two new teams signed in with us today. Good. Um, so we're seeing a little bit of growth come out of that movement, Good. hoping for a little more. Um, we started out last year, we had 164 shooters, we're at 170, so we got 10 more on. Right. I know it's a slow growth, but that's just qualified shooters. Right. The, the computer's got, you know, a lot larger numbers. And it's, it's up to the coaches to determine if the shooter or the archer is mentally ready for the tournament. Right. Some of these kids are coming in off of waivers at six years old. <laughs> And, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even want to try running from them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But they'll shoot. Today's the indoor. They get their choice on a five-spot target or a single-spot target. Okay. A lot of your more experienced kids will switch over to the five-spot so they don't damage their arrows. Right, right, right. Some, right, of, yeah. some of these guys are shooting $23, $30 arrows. Oh, sure. yeah. Um, it, it's a lot of quality. You know, it depends on what they want to put into it. Mm-hmm. And then 
they'll shoot five arrows per round, six rounds. Okay. Once they hit the third round, they'll switch from top to bottom or bottom to top. It turns into a mental game there. Yeah. On the fourth round, they got to remember where they put their target at. Mm -hmm. We will have kids slip up. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no, we'll, uh, we'll get through this, and then we're going to honor nine seniors that are graduating this year. Mm -hmm. uh, Shields has put together some stuff, grooms and gratings, put together some items. Um, the ladies have purchased roses to hand out to the mothers. Yep. So it, it'll be a nice deal. We've got some gifts we're going to give away. We've got a PSE bow here. We're going to do a 52-card raffle off, and go. then we've got two McKenzie targets yeah. that we're going to raffle off, and all that's going to go out of here today whether we get the card sold or not. Excellent. Cool. Excellent. Cool. But, so – who do we got here on your shoulder? Oh, this little one right here <laughs> is uh, Chambers. I uh, I coach his older brother. Okay. And uh, I, I just addicted to youngin', so <laughs> <laughs> yep. I seen him walking by and had to snag him up. Uh -huh. But really, you know, it, it's odd. We started setting this up yesterday about 4 p.m., and I had a guy come up to me and said, you really do all of this for 30 arrows which is all these kids will right. shoot today officially. Right. But this little one here in my arms, that's what makes them 30 arrows oh, worth absolutely. it. Right. Absolutely. You know, knowing these kids are here, um, we've got scholarships to hand out today. Um, my smallest scholarship voucher to hand out today is 7000 That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, I know uh, Donnie Millenbein is going to come see you guys. He is the archery coach for Run Lake College. Okay. Um, he's here checking out some of our kids that are shooting today. Mm -hmm. um, I know he's got one actually here shooting on the line. So I, these kids have got one heck of an opportunity. Yeah. I know a couple kids I got to talk to. Uh, they did a full ride sign up this year. I mean, no their dorms, their books, computer, um, all their tournament entry fees are took care of. That's awesome. It, we've uh, William Wood University in South County, Missouri. Mm -hmm. They just signed on an archery team. So okay. they are now getting to join the collegiate group here. It, we've got kids getting to go everywhere from Texas to Indiana. Yep. I, the colleges are starting to jump on board with the archery now, and, and so it's is, growing. Is this a thing that you've seen, like it's growing now, or was it popular before and it kind of went down and it's coming back up, or is this pretty I would, feel still I want to say new. We're, we're, it was popular probably eight, nine years ago. Okay. Back when S3DA started, mm -hmm. it started to slowly fall downhill. Right. And I want to say the last year after COVID, and COVID did jumpstart a lot of the colleges because it was an outdoor, right. a COVID-safe okay. right. tournament. Yep. Right. And it's been growing in popularity like crazy since then. Yeah, that's so, good. That's good. So we would, were, you, would you say most of these shooters here today, are they affiliated with a school? Or is it independent? Or where, where does the majority of these kids come from? I hate to call them kids. Uh, no, but they no. Are. no they it's, are. And it's a great question. So we get, we get confused with NASP, which is a school program only. Right. Uh, S3DA is Scholastic Three Disciplinary Archery. We get the choice because we are fathered in under NAFA, USA, and ASA, actually created the S3DA. Okay. So we get to actually pick and choose as a coach 
if we want to have a school affiliation or a private club affiliation. Okay. So we do have a, a school here, just one, I believe, on the line today. But other than that, these are all archery clubs and private okay. clubs okay. that have, have come into it. But no, we've got nothing against whether the school wants to start up a team and come join us or mm -hmm. If you got three or four kids in your archery range and you want to help get scholarship opportunities for them, like I said, we're only $27 a year, and that counts their insurance. Yeah. To, and they <laughs> got to go to one regional right. to qualify right. for state. So mm -hmm. $23 on the regional, state's $30. And then uh, March 1st through the 3rd, we'll have our national indoor tournament in Owensboro, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And we've already got 700 kids signed up for it. No, okay. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, we were talking a little bit before you got on, just the importance. And I think we probably talked about this last time you were on, but getting the kids started in archery, not only for the scholarships and stuff that's available to them, but as us being like hunters, hunting focused, you know, what we do. It's really cool to see them getting into this because that's going to lead a lot of kids into the outdoors and into hunting. And, you know, I said they, they probably work both ways. There's probably kids that start out hunting and go to archery. But I'm sure there's kids that start out archery and eventually find their way into hunting. So it's just like what you were talking about with the little ones. It's, it's yeah. really good to see that. That kind of makes and it, it worth it. It's kind of split up three ways. Mm -hmm. You get a third that comes from the hunting, mm -hmm. a third that goes into the hunting, and you get a third that just stays in the tournament. Right. Side. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so last year we did the Crown Plaza here in Springfield mm -hmm. and Joe Robinson, the DNR officer that's here located out of the building just north of us, he actually came to us and asked us to consider the ore building on the fairgrounds. Yeah. And they are big archery supporters being, you know, DNR and they see what, right, where, right. where the next generation's coming from. Exactly. So it was awesome to see that they got on board to help us get this building and secure it for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's, it seems like a really good spot. And even you even have room to grow in here. Yeah. I think. Like yeah, you, could, you could do some different things if you got the more shooters you get, you know, and you definitely have some more room, but it's a really nice setup. We were talking about that a little bit too. It's a, it's a, yeah, good I think the, the lighting helps with everybody. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, it's an all, almost an all glass building. So we've right. got a little, we got some safety issues, but we've got netting and walls up for the, yeah. that section. Yep. But it's just a nice atmosphere to be up here in the state fairgrounds. It is the, uh, the building size we crunched numbers last week, and like I said, we've got 174 here today. We can run, we figured, 250 at one time. Yeah. So we've got room. If we're only growing 10 to 20 a year, mm -hmm. we've got room for the next couple years right. to continue with one line time. Once we hit that capacity, then we'll... We'll change our time schedule, yeah. and we'll do two lines in a day. And right. if that happens right. earlier, right. that's a good problem to have. No, no, yeah. I, I ain't going <laughs> to argue with you there. <laughs> yep. And like you said, it's tens of slow growth, but especially being, you know, at the age they're at, you get ten people into it. If they get, if half of them get a couple buddies into it, that's, that's how it grows for yeah. sure. And, and our organization in general, archery, hunting, tournament, the kids are the biggest adversary. They're oh, yeah. the ones that are going to go back to the school, the organizations, the churches, the family, and say, 
this was awesome. Yep. You know, little brother, my buddy, they're all going to want to come check it out next. Yep. It has to be a great experience for them. It has to uh, be. You know. And got to talk with some of the parents and the kids here this morning before we got started. The kids were excited. It's a big open venue. Mm -hmm. They like seeing it. It gets them ready for the national tournament and mm -hmm. the big convention center. The parents like it because our line time, some of these are traveling three hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Got, yeah. we got families coming all the way from Wisconsin border, all the way Kentucky border. Oh, yeah. So they can get up in the morning, drive here, grab a bite for lunch, yep. shoot the tournament, grab a bite for dinner, and head home. Yep. Yep. They're not spending a ton of money staying places if, they no. don't, if they're not able to or Correct. maybe they don't want to. Correct. Yeah, I was talking to a parent, I personally know one of the parents, and uh, he's way more nervous than his kids are. He's actually <laughs> got a daughter and a son both shooting. It. I don't think they're nervous, but old dad is. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's fun to watch because you got to keep pushing the, the, the nine of the line official coaches back and the parents back. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. give the right. kids a little room. <laughs> yep, no but doubt. There, there's – there's mom right there <laughs> coming to check on the youngin. Yep. Uh, he's still sleeping. He's doing good. Oh, yeah. So what age groups are here today? So we start, as long as the coaches deem them good, yep. um, we start at six. Okay. Um, average is eight. Mm -hmm. But if the kid can hold the mental capacity for a two-hour span, then we'll, we'll go down as far as six years old. Right. And the coaches have to be able to – work and control them in an environment like mm -hmm. this. Yeah, you're, you're relying a lot on the coaches. Yes. my Our coaches in this organization, yeah. they do a big prep job before these tournaments, making sure the kids are – because the kids are actually their own judges, so they have to know the rules inside and out. Yeah. Um, we will not be judging any of the scores. The kids all judge their own scores. We, over, we oversee them and – if there's any complications or contestment, then we step in and help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they'll run all the way up until they graduate high school. Okay. So even if they graduate out early, they get to finish the year with us. Okay, cool. That's something that just right there you're talking about the kids scoring their own. And this is another thing I think we talked about a little bit up at Robinson. But something that's so cool about archery and hunting is the values that – the kids get from it and the discipline they have to have to do it and the honesty in a case like this you know and, and that kind of stuff that's another reason i think it's it's really important to give these kids somewhere where they can learn that kind of stuff because not all of them are going to have that opportunity maybe outside of this well you're you're correct there and then with having the large number here the ladies that take care of the bail assignments and the registration and that they go through and they keep an eye on the teams mm -hmm. And they rotate, so they try not to have more than one team member on a bail. Yeah. So it holds the kids to where they can't have any type of bullying or override on a bail. Right. So it's it helps out that way, knowing, hey, you know, I got to call this right because, you know, they might do that to me. And it's, and yep. it's accountability judgment call. Yep. And yep. it's great to get it instilled in their heads this early. Absolutely. Yeah, so the... You're running six all the way up to 18. Yeah, we've got 18-year-olds here on the line today. Um, there are some pro programs, loopholes where a 19-year-old can shoot. Right. Uh, but right based now, on like birthday or I, something like that. Correct. Based yeah. on birthday, um, they're college base. Okay. And 
We have some programs where we open up and allow the parents. So there'll be certain tournaments we'll host throughout the year where the parents can shoot alongside the kids. That's cool. Um, and that was a big deal with a lot of them. Mm -hmm. They they want to shoot with their kids, but they can't during a tournament. So yeah. we will host two or three 3D tournaments and allow the kids' the scores to count yeah. and the parents can go alongside of them. That's cool. It, so what are your the age groups as far as like for who they're competing against? So we do six to ten is going to be your your eagle young adults. Mm -hmm. There's a fine line in there. And those kids are broke up between Olympic bows, the traditional bows, which is no side aids, no right. anchors. And then the hunting bow we call the pins class. Yeah. And then the open, which is a 12-inch or longer stabilizer. And then pretty much anything goes on that bow. Okay. And then they'll jump up from... 11, I might be, I'm off a year, it's 12, and then they'll jump up there all the way to their freshman year, mm -hmm. and that's our youth, and then from freshman till they graduate, that's our young adults. Okay. And now, I would assume most of your young adults are in the open class. No. Really? No. Uh, believe it or no. not, our open class is down this year. I think we only had 20 compete in the open class. So are there similar classes then in collegiate? Archery? Yes, the, the collegiate similar. Okay, yeah. okay. They, they run the same. A lot of our coaches in the college, they like our, uh, they like the open. And you can ask, well, I'll get Donnie on here. He'll be able to answer more. They come and they look for the kids that are coachable, mm -hmm. the kids that no one understand and are willing to learn more. Right, right. Because there's a lot that, not saying my coaches aren't at that level, because there's many of them that are mm -hmm. right but they're looking for that one that they can they can work with sure. for that little advantage um, they're looking for the ones that may have been taught wrong and are willing to be able to change yeah and we've all got bad habits even <laughs> coaches got bad habits yep. Yep. Um, whether it's an anchor point or just the way we draw our boat right mm -hmm. right, right. Yep. so there's 174 shooters What's your staff look like? What kind of numbers are you having to keep track of for oh, your people? Literally, I I can I lost track of that last <laughs> night. Okay, yeah. we had twenty volunteers show up here last night to help unload the bales. Uh, Midwest Open Tournament, um, they delivered the bales we rented from them, and all the bow stands. IDNR donated a little over half the netting. Mm -hmm. Select Stingers donated half. The, the other half of the netting. Um, so we had the Select Stingers Archery team here. We had uh, Hardin County Archery coaches were here. Oh, um, only White Squirrel team had showed up. And just a bunch of other, okay. you know, odd and team members that were in the area. They came up to spend the night early. And then all the coaches that wanted to stand up to help line judge are here. And I know there was there was 23 of us at the line this morning when we were talking. Yeah. So it's trying to keep track of volunteers. That's That don't happen. <laughs> no, I, most you're, likely not. You're thankful for them. They put in the time. They help um, keep up with the curriculum that we put out mm -hmm. as far as the, the rule changes and that. Yep. They do... 
they do the biggest part of the work, and like they say, I'm the I'm the face in the organization. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to be. I mean, if it wouldn't be for DNR and everybody else that pitches in to help us out, we wouldn't have this opportunity here like this. Yeah. And then you guys here with the RHO getting the word out, and you know that helps out a ton. Well, we appreciate you having us here. No, I was, no. I was going to say, I think you're doing an awesome job with the S3DA and the events that you're putting on and this kind of stuff. And this is just a testament to that, I think, the number of people that you have here today. And it's really good to see, and it's encouraging to see that there's this many people interested in it. So you got anything else you want to leave the people with before we let you go? No, like I said, uh, you can get a hold of me at 217-556-3844 or check us out on s3da.net. Um, there's a map in there where you can find a team or closest to you. and get a hold of that coach and if there's not one close to you and you want to become a coach give me a ring and we'll help you get into the program because if it's not for us wanting to help these kids get further along then there's no future right, right. Yep. absolutely for sure Agreed. well Agreed. thanks again for having us no we'll, we uh, appreciate you guys for everything no, no we're glad to do it and i'll let you get back to your uh, responsibilities <laughs> yeah. for the day so. we'll do thank you thanks if you guys plant food plots and you don't know who Grandpa Ray Outdoors is, you need to look them up. They specialize in providing the best nutrition for white-tailed deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods with over 14 different food plot blends to choose from. You won't have any trouble finding what you're looking for. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it. When it comes to planting, they've got it. They're not just about selling the products, though. They were started in 2015. John, the owner, has been in the business since 1991. So with that knowledge that he's acquired, he's going to be able to answer any questions you have about what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. Like us, John and his team don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They're going to treat you and your situation individually. We've used tons of their seed on client properties, on our own properties, and the results have always been as good, if not better, than advertised. That's why we partnered with them in the first place. If you want to, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com, use the discount code RHOPODCAST, that's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off your entire order there. You guys need to go check them out if you care about getting the most bang for your buck when it comes to your food plots. All right, so that was Steven with the Illinois S3DA telling you guys a little bit about what they got going on, how you can get involved if you want to get involved too. Uh, like I said, you know they're doing a great job here getting these kids started into archery. And that's kind of going back to what I wanted to talk about for, I guess, the middle of the show between guests is getting out and shooting your bows. Because if these kids can get out and do it in February, you can get out and do it in June and July and August. And I think it not only comes down to you work so hard all year, especially if you're doing, even if you're a public land guy, you're out there scouting, you're hanging cameras, you're finding sheds doing all that stuff throughout the year you're putting in the time to go find the best spots to go out there and hunt or if you're a private land guy who's managing you're doing all the habitat work all year long you're putting in food plots you're doing the same shed hunting setting cameras and the same scouting and stuff you owe it to yourself to be ready when all that work comes to the point of that whatever to your target deer is whatever that may be is in front of you you owe it to yourself to be ready for that you also owe it to the animal to be able to make an ethical shot you know, stuff happens. I know that as good as well as anybody. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. But you got to be ready for that, for that moment. 
and getting ready for that is practicing. And there's a lot of different ways that, like, you can you can't simulate the adrenaline that you're going to have if there's 170 inch deer standing in front of you. No, you cannot. But if you're going, like you said, if you're going to spend hours and hours in the woods and scouting and cameraing and everything else, and then you're going to spend, you're going to fling five arrows and claim yourself good to go. Are you or not? And, and right. I'm, I'm looking at a couple of outfits that looks to me like they're probably hunt with the same outfit they're shooting right now, yep. exception to maybe That's the that hunting class he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Now I'm sure the, I'm sure yeah. the arrows are probably considerably better but I, I got a guy that's got i'm looking at a young man right now that's got a peep sight with a rubber tube on it mm-hmm. and a very short stabilizer and he's got camo on his bow mm-hmm. and looks to me like it's a release he's hunting with no re- his sights might be a little different guarantee you the bow's not i guarantee you. right right yeah that's but that's what it takes to be to be ready for that and there's different ways you can do like Again, you can't simulate the adrenaline, but you can simulate your heart rate. So, like, if you can get your heart rate up and, and shoot that way, that helps. Um, anything you can do to kind of add a little bit of level of difficulty to your regular practice. And not only that, it kind of keeps it entertaining. Oh, yeah. Even if you just get with your buddies and talk crap and bet on a <laughs> shot or something, you know. Right, right. Add a little pressure to your shooting. <laughs> right. Uh, and do it that way. That's going to help, too. But whatever it takes to get you motivated to get out there shooting. And I wish Nate was here because I'd give him a crap about not shooting as much as he should. <laughs> and if Blake was here, he'd do the same thing. Sure he would. But we're all guilty of it at times where we don't shoot as much as we should. But if you have the the ability to do it, you should get out there and do it, even if you're shooting, like, once a week. And I think it's not only off-season, but a lot of times what gets me where I get in trouble is I do pretty good from, let's say, July, August to end of October. And then when November hits – it gets cold, and I'm hunting a lot, and you can get You're shooting the least when you shoot exactly. the least, throwing a few arrows now. And yeah, then. Yep. you kind of yep. get slack. You slack on it a little. I don't want to say get lazy with it because you're out there hunting and putting the time in the stand. But it doesn't hurt anything to throw a target out and shoot a couple arrows every time no. before you go to the stand or whenever you get time, a couple times a week, something. And, and when you're talking about that, we're talking about not just absolutely throwing arrows to your shoulders, about ready to right. your arms falling off, and your shoulders all sore. That don't really do you no good either. You know, a couple, three rounds, five rounds, ten rounds, whatever it is, a couple times a week with a buddy. Mm-hmm. That's where just you want to be. Just enough to stay sharp. Stay sharp. Yeah, it that doesn't way, take much. That way, when the deer standing in front of you, it's not the first time you've shot in two months or more. Because that's where things happen and go wrong on that you can control. Like, and there's, there's I, plenty of stuff that can happen and go wrong that's out of your control. Sure. What the deer is going to do. Maybe there's a limb there that you didn't see. All kinds of stuff. Maybe the angle isn't exactly what you thought it was. You know, tons of things can go wrong outside of your control. But one thing you can control is the amount of time you're shooting and your what you're putting in there. And what you're shooting in, because you're not going to shoot in your winter gear in July. Right. And so that, that matters as well. We're, we're preaching to the choir here, but just a friendly reminder, mm-hmm. in the wintertime, you're, you're not going to shoot the same, most likely. You're actually, your bow is going to perform a little bit different. Yep. In the winter that it does the summer, um, now most of us can't tell the difference, right? But but it it will a little bit, yes. Mm-hmm. And it may be one of those things where if you're shooting in June and July and something changes a little bit, you if you're off three inches at twenty yards and now you draw back to shoot at thirty, now you're off five inches. That's the difference in killing them or wounding them or just missing them completely. Yep, and yep. it could be that small of a change just based on even weather humidity that kind of stuff and even the cold you're talking you're sitting your bow out there for 
three hours and 30 degrees or colder. It's going to change some things. Right. And it's going to it's going to feel different even. You know, I think they're doing a good job nowadays with the carbon risers and stuff. That I think that definitely helps. That. Back in the day, uh, aluminum, you know, that you're shooting in 90 degrees in July, and then you're shooting when it's zero in November, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of difference in the way that bow reacts. Yep. Uh, but not everybody can afford the new carbon bows either so a lot of us are still shooting the same same style of bow that you know you always have to some extent so that definitely plays a factor but i thought that was something that i thought might be good to hit on today like you said just as kind of a reminder since we are at an archery shoot that you don't have to come and compete although if you want to do that that's another way to add pressure and kind of be ready for that because like our buddy was telling us his boy is Two points ahead of the next guy for the the state uh, best shooter shooter of the year shooter of the year. So if he goes a perfect one fifty with ten X's or whatever it is, how many thirty X's? I guess he's right? actually his son is actually ahead of the next the next competitor yeah. on X's. So if he shoots a if he shoots a one fifty, he's, he's got to shoot a perfect. If he shoots a perfect score, he's guaranteed the shooter of the year. Correct. So like you said, he's kind of too young to be nervous. But if you're talking about the old doing man's that, nervous, I can tell you. That. <laughs> yeah, if you're talking about doing that, then shooting a deer, I mean, the pressure there is, I mean, yeah, especially if you're into it like they are, you know. Oh yeah, but yeah. that's something else. If you want to get out here and do it, if you got the time to do it, they have adult shoots. They have 3D shoots all the time, especially in the spring and late summer. They do 3D shoots. That's a good way to get out there, be a little competitive with it, and get some put some pressure on yourself and. And not in a bad way, but just to get used to it. It's good outdoors, good walking, good exercise, mm-hmm. good fresh air. Yep. Like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. So we will get uh, Coach Millenbein, I guess we'll call him. Hopefully he'll send him over soon. Before we get out of here, we'll be able to talk to him. We'll bring that to you guys, so stay tuned for that. The offseason is upon us, and we all know that the path to success next season starts now. To consistently harvest mature bucks, you need to make the most of the upcoming months. And to do that, you need a solid plan. That's where we can help. If you guys want to improve your property to reach its full potential for wildlife, reach out to us about a consultation. We'll spend time getting to know your property and your goals for your deer herd and use that knowledge to develop a wildlife management plan that will help make the most out of the ground that you have. You can contact us through our website or social media to get started today. All right, we got Darren Williams on here with us. You can tell us a little bit about the only program. You can tell us about the S3DA, wherever you want to start. Um, actually, first of all, just go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, who you're with and what well, you're doing. Well, uh, my name's Darren Williams. I'm from Olney, Illinois. Uh, been shooting archery ever since I was a kid. Got out of the competitive side of it uh, as a young man, just busy doing the Army, college, mm-hmm. just life in general. Uh, Started getting back into it with some guys from work, uh, early 2000s. And then, of course, I had kids. That changes things. And then my oldest finally got old enough to where she could shoot a bow. Mm -hmm. And she really wasn't interested in the traditional sports like softball, basketball, all that. Right. And one day I was just like, hey, you you ever think about shooting, shooting a bow? And she's like, yeah, that's I wouldn't mind trying it. And you fast forward 10 years, mm-hmm. and she was ASA Shooter of the Year. She was S3DA National Indoor 
champion yeah. uh, back in 21, I believe it was. Uh, pretty accomplished archer yeah. f- for a young lady. She's she's done very well. Now she's actually competing collegiately. She shoots for the Wabash Valley okay. yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. archery team. Yeah, cool. So it has really exploded. Yeah. And then I got asked to help with an S3DA club locally because they knew that I had a right gotten involved in in the sport yep and i it coincided with me building a new shop <laughs> okay <laughs> and i don't think that that's not why they asked me to help but it it just it worked out so now i built this new shop mm-hmm. and it just is big enough to shoot 20 yards indoors yeah and i've turned around here about twice and we got 27 or 28 kids on the s38 team and my shop is like the county archery facility <laughs> yeah right right, right. Yep. so it's it's been a fun trip yeah it really has That's cool so you're you're coaching the club at all then yes yes myself jason gindert and jordan tomlin okay uh, the three of us and my oldest daughter she is helping coach she's a freshman in college mm-hmm. and i believe at the end of sometime in march she's got her certification coaches course scheduled mm-hmm. Okay. So right. she's going to get her official, you know, credentials. Yeah, right, right. So. so what does the role of a coach look like in archery? Because everybody knows, like, you have the idea of a basketball coach or a football coach, right? But when it comes to archery, what's kind of your role in all of this as a so, coach? Obviously safety. Mm-hmm. Safety is the number one thing. The number two thing is make it to where it's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, so those are the two things that everything really has to be kind of centered around. But then as, you know, archery specific, I'm constantly watching video, mm-hmm. listening to guys talk, you know, whether it's Levi Morgan or Paige Pierce. Uh, there's a lot of those people that have been in the industry for a long time, especially the, on the competitive side of yeah. it. And they're, they're doing these just these little bitty things that will really make the difference in a, a tournament archer. Yeah versus a hunter right you know that's growing up i didn't realize there was that big of a difference but this <laughs> tournament archery thing is on a different level oh yeah well when you're talking about cutting lines instead of you know yes the vital zone on a deer or whatever so before practice we have practice on monday nights and i try to i try to take the time to find some new material every week mm-hmm. introduce a new fundamental and the kids have probably heard the word fundamental so many times that they (laughs) rack their head you know but i always try to find something new to introduce now some of the younger archers it it gets a little overwhelming piling a new fundamental every week but man it could be something as simple as elbow placement Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of people don't realize your hand's going to follow your elbow so if your elbow's out your hand's going to follow it your hand's going to come away from your face to the right for a right-handed shooter right it's going to make your arrow go left and kids, they shoot, you know, and they're wanting to move their sights and adjust and do all this stuff. And you might not have to make any sight adjustment. You just got to change some yep. little bitty thing in your in your shot process. Right. So yep. it's it's challenging. Those it's, are the it's kind the, of things you're looking for as a coach yes. to help them with. Yeah, just mechanical things that the normal everyday bow hunter doesn't recognize yeah. and really don't necessarily need to because, right. you know, I mean, they're not shooting Vegas Exactly. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. So, here in Illinois, we have junior college 
junior colleges, and so Wabash Valley is a junior college. And so yes. is that – do you find that – that she's competing against other junior colleges or are we reaching out across state lines or yeah, is it mostly she Illinois or so it's it's basically a, a countrywide thing but then they kind of dice it down into regional stuff okay okay so like like next weekend she shoots in the collegiate indoor nationals at Madisonville Kentucky mm-hmm. now there's a whole quadrant of the country's collegiate archery teams will be there competing mm-hmm but then there's also four or five other regional indoor national tournaments that are going on ballpark th- within a few weeks of one another. And they do that that way they don't – everybody doesn't have to be at the same place yeah. because it takes a lot of infrastructure to support an archery crowd that big. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Then they'll compile all the scores, and then they'll come up with who's the champion after everybody. Okay. okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, you were talking there about – uh, like your daughter wasn't necessarily interested in all the traditional sports or whatever, and this is something we've talked about with Steven too. Archery is a cool sport, an opportunity for the like maybe they're just like you said not into it. Maybe they're not athletically gifted like some people are. Maybe the regular sports just aren't for them. This is still an opportunity for them to get out, compete, learn a lot of the same values, and even have a chance at scholarships to go to college. Oh, absolutely! And the kids think they're just shooting a bow, right? Let me tell you, there is a lot more going on out here than learning how to shoot a bow. When my oldest got involved, sixth grade, seventh grade, she was very shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say lack of direction, but just just really seemed like she hadn't found her niche. Mm-hmm. And low on the self-confidence scale. Now... You, you fast forward seven, eight years, and she has a huge amount of confidence. She's do, she did better in school. Mm-hmm. Archery actually changed her personality, and I, I truly believe that it made her a better student. Yeah, uh, She felt better about herself, and she felt like she had something that she could belong to. Sure. Uh, public speaking, because you have to interact with people. Yep. Uh, and she she was good, so people were always talking to her besides the people that were on her bail. Yeah. And all of that was just kind of culminated into it was just kind of the perfect thing that could have happened for her. Yeah. Good. The most beautiful thing about the all of archery is it's something that you can do forever. Oh, yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, when yep. you graduate high school, 99 <laughs> – percent of the kids will never touch a baseball bat a football a basketball a volleyball it's over yep i have i have shot with people that were 80 years old yeah i mean right yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful it really is yeah Yeah. that is that's a that's a cool perspective on it too um you got anything that you think should be said about the s3da or the archery before we let you get back to your yeah shooting yeah, it's, it's busy out there on the line. They're probably aggravated that I'm yeah. back here talking <laughs> to you guys. But, uh, no, I think that Scholastic 3D Archery, National Archery in the Schools programs, uh, I'm sure there's a couple more out there. They are all wonderful programs. None of it would be successful without willing people to step up and volunteer their time. Yep. It is it is tiresome. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to dodge work, you know, in yeah, our right, own personal right, lives. Right. 
And every one of these adults you see in here with a coach's jersey on or a state board shirt on is getting paid zero yeah. to be here. Yep. So that's pretty special. That being said, there is so much room for growth. Right, right. There's a lot of places in the state of Illinois, Mount Vernon, for example. Right. That has a huge base of outdoor-oriented people, oh, yeah. and nobody's tapping into that. Yep. But you got to have willing adults that are somewhat knowledgeable. I mean, they don't, you don't have to be a tournament shooter to be an S3DA coach. Right. Familiar with a bow would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But uh, there's people out there that would assist and, you know, get yeah. those people up to speed. and For sure. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and kudos to those people that do do it. And to ones that are thinking about it, Stephen gave his phone number earlier. Like, I'm sure you can contact anybody at S3DA or, like, any other coaches, I'm sure a lot of them would be happy to help. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if anybody has any questions, you can look me up on Facebook, Darren Williams. Uh, heck, you email me, goodpassage79 at yahoo.com. Uh, they can give me a phone call, 618-445-7235. I'd be happy to answer any questions, uh, help them get pointed in the right direction. Because really, it, that is probably the one thing that, has troubled me is I see all these areas of the state that are underserved when it comes to scholastic 3D yeah. archery. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully we can do something about that. Hopefully we can help get the word out a little bit too. And then, and that'll get better. But I, yeah. thanks for your time. Hey, stepping in here. Talking you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You too. Uh, I'll look you guys up on Facebook for and sure. uh, yep. tap into some of these podcasts. Heck uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you can say you guys are from Mount Vernon. Uh, we're Wayne from City. Wayne City. Wayne City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just always say Mount Vernon because everybody knows where everybody that's at. Everybody knows, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I grew up in Browns. Okay, yeah. A lot of people we know don't, where that's at. don't know yeah. Browns. Yeah, we know Unless where Unless you're at. big deer hunters. Right. <laughs> on the bump all bottoms there. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. There's uh-huh. some been some big bucks killed right in yeah. through there. No doubt. No doubt. So, but yeah. anyway, hey, I appreciate it. I'll let you guys go. I got to get back to work. All right. Have a good day. Have fun, man. Yep. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in for another episode. If you don't already, Go over to Instagram and Facebook and give us a follow at Ridge Hunter Outdoors. We also have a private Facebook group called Ridge Hunter Nation where you guys can have some input on the show. You can ask us questions. You can ask upcoming guests questions. You can tell us who you want us to have on and what you want us to talk about. And on top of all that, just use it as a regular hunting group. Share your stories, your success, pictures, your failures, whatever it is. That's all at Ridge Hunter Nation on Facebook. Our website is RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. That's where you're going to find more info on the consulting and management services that we provide. We also have the podcast posted on the website with some other content as well. And we have our merchandise and our food plot seed. And if you find any of that stuff that you want, make sure you use the discount code RHOPOD. That's all caps, no space. And you get 10% off your entire order there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that lets you do so, make sure you rate and review. That helps us and give us a follow there too. YouTube, our channel is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. You can subscribe to that, hit the notification bell so you know when everything comes out. The podcast will be posted there, as is our Fall Pursuit show, which we'll have more of coming up next season. You guys can go back and rewatch everything that we did this year. We had 10 episodes on that. We're hopefully going to do some turkey hunting this spring, and of course, we'll have all our off-season content on YouTube as well. So thanks to everybody who already does follow and subscribe. If you don't, make sure you go do that. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, we got Donnie Millenbein with us now. He's the Rin Lake archery coach, a warrior. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. Absolutely. You know, 
tell the people a little bit about just maybe how you got into that, uh, into coaching archery down there, and then about the program and everything and, and what's going on, what you're here doing. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm Donnie Millenbein, head archery coach at Rend Lake College. Uh, we, I kind of got into this about 2019. I got into it at the same time, S3DA and, mm-hmm. and through the college. And uh, we started a club over there, and uh, we grew. We, we kind of stayed around five to ten members on the team every year just to, so we can take those kids and, and treat them good right uh, take them to these events spend some spend some time on them and yep. not and not like uh, i want to take them to all the big shoots yeah i don't want to miss anything right so that's what they like to do and so we have a good team there really proud of the team we've done a lot of things um for both the college in a positive way and mm-hmm. um, can't be more happy where we're at right now moving forward cool so you can speak to more, obviously, the college side of this, and we've talked about it a little bit with the other guys that were on, but not everybody is going to have an opportunity to get a scholarship for athletics, basketball, baseball, football, that kind of stuff. Right. There's also this opportunity with archery. Can you talk just a little bit about maybe not only that opportunity that does exist for you know kids growing up shooting archery, but also what you're looking for as a coach in an archer for those opportunities okay yeah what i'm looking for in an archer is uh you know somebody that's good in school uh you know, i like, like good grades you know because uh that means more than anything mm-hmm. uh good shooters and most of all just a positive attitude and yep. just uh get along with other students good in the classroom so uh that goes a long way with me um yeah if you'd have told me when i was in high school i'd go to school and get a scholarship to shoot my bow <laughs> i'm all in on that yeah absolutely 100%. i couldn't believe that 100%. so i come on to this and yeah we we offer a, a good amount of scholarship at run lake i don't leave a lot on the table i kind of give it all out there to them as much as i can and mm-hmm. with a lot of good support the administration yeah. you know, they bought into it and we we do a lot of travel spend a lot of money but uh we try to do the fundraising to keep up with it mm-hmm. uh, to keep up with that budget side of things but um got a lot of support there and i appreciate that yeah so while we're on scholarships, mostly fundraising money goes to the scholarships, or where does some of your scholarship money come from, Donnie? Well, we, we have a pool of a budget number that I, that I have. Okay, okay. Um, through the college? Through the college. Now, the scholarships is kind of separate from all of that. So I have the budget that's just out there for the, for the travel and the registrations, entry fees, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. memberships, and a lot, a lot goes into that. But um, the, the scholarships, I'm allowed so many scholarships. Okay. For the year, which is why I keep it a small team. Sure, So we sure. can compete with high-quality archers. Yeah, yep. And that, I'm sure that helps you as a coach, too. You can invest more time into 5 to 10 archers versus Absolutely. if you got 20, 25 exactly. of them. You know? Yeah. So we were talking to the coach from Olney, Darren, um, uh, just a little bit about what you're doing as an archery coach because, like I told him, again, everybody knows what a baseball, basketball, football coach looks like. But for an archery coach, what are some of the kind of things that you're doing, whether that be helping the archers or, like, kind of what's your role as a coach in this? So when I get the students, I'm looking for good quality shooters. So when they come to me, they've already got uh, the basics down. A very good foundation at the very least. Yeah, they got a good foundation. So whatever they've learned from their prior coaches or parents or whatever, I like to not touch that too much. Mm -hmm. Um, If I see something along the way that I feel is going to help them in the end, I'll, I'll step in and say something or do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, I'm along the lines of just putting them in that position to succeed, uh, paying their way, taking care of them there. 
and uh, and if I see something, I'll step in. Uh, just try to keep your mind right. Mm-hmm. It's more a mental game out here, and yeah. we never get into that level. You've got the you've got the form, you've got the shot process down. It's just the mental side of it. So yeah, I had a kid, uh, Andrew Hubs. He uh, won 3D nationals last year down in Foley, Alabama, on our team. So uh, we get there in that first that first day. Um, it started raining about the fifth or sixth target in out of 20 on that first day. And, and I'm like, wow, so if you can hang in there and keep you dry, mm-hmm. I'll do what I can on my end. And you just make that shot happen. And he held it together. And I think his mind just stayed in it. And he come out on top on that. So Good. that's huge. Excellent. So what role have you seen the S3DA play in, in building archery and even – providing archers to college coaches. Well, you look at the crowd today, it's probably 170, 74 or something. 174 like that. said, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, challenge, that's right? huge, you know. Um, they're getting into it early. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure out they really like it or really not. Right. And, uh, yeah, there's a good pool there to, to choose from. Pretty much any senior in this room mm-hmm. can go shoot archery somewhere. Right. Yep. So it's just on them on where they want to go and who they like and what fits their eye. Yeah. So as far as like competition at the collegiate level, I know like basketball, football, baseball, you're competing against a specific team. Is that the same way in archery or you just mainly go to shoots like this where you're competing against multiple colleges or is it college against college or what's that look like? Yeah, when you go to uh, USA Archery, a lot of times you're you're individually competing. Okay. You're out there to beat yourself. Okay. You know, if you start – you start thinking about we're going to beat this team or we're going to beat you. Or it's things don't usually turn out. <laughs> it could be a trap. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you just want to set some goals personally and just do your best and you know learn from it and you find out you'll be more consistent that way. Yeah. Yep. Right. Cool. I think that's a good mindset to have. It seems like at collegiate athletics, on any level, like you're saying, most of them are going to have the basic, the foundation. There's a reason, like you picked them in the first place. But it's so much of that mental side of it that you have to help them with. Oh yeah, it's it's all it's ninety nine percent mental. Yeah. When they get this that far, they're like I say, they've got the equipment, they've got the, fall, the shot process, and it's just all in the mind, yep. you know. And this this indoor game, it's going to test you. It's this is this will test you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Cool. So, is there anything else that you want to maybe hit on or talk about before we let you get back to? Back to watching? Um, yeah, I think we covered a little bit of everything. You done some good questions there. Uh, yeah, I just want to put a plug in for Inlay College. You know, yeah. any archers out there that's interested, in, you know, hook me, look me up, and I'll uh, be glad to share what I can with them. Cool. There you go. I appreciate you stopping by for a few minutes and talking to us, and good luck with the program and everything you got going on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, Don. Thank appreciate you. It. See you later. You bet. So you got to hear from Lake College at Donnie Millenbein, you got to hear from Alney's Darren Williams and, of course, S3DA Stephen Groom. Just talking about what they got going on here today, the importance of archery, what the S3DA is doing for that and the other programs that are out there. I think, again, it's really cool to see this. they got a really good event going on. They're doing some good things. And I think the coaches offered a lot of perspective on the benefits to archery. And, you know, if, if you're looking for – something maybe for your kid or an opportunity or maybe you're in an area like Darren was talking about that you think this would be good for for your community get with these guys that gave you their information and I'm they're going to be more than happy to help you get that started up and set up through the S3DA 
and you can have a, a positive impact, I think, on the kids that are looking to get into archery in your in your community or wherever you're looking at. Hopefully so, yeah. I mean, like Donnie said, if there's scholarships out there. You know, yeah. Who would have who would have thought twenty years ago, right? Yeah, for sure. Um no, I appreciate clean? I appreciate everybody tuning in today uh, here at the from the S3DA Illinois State Shoot. Uh, don't forget about Full Draw Friday coming up. We did just have Austin Stone on last week, so if you guys missed that, it wasn't on Monday. It was a middle-of-the-week episode, so make sure you go check that one out. But, again, thanks for everybody that's tuning in consistently. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>